This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Believe it! It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games, and come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, and come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, and come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, and come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words, but no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. And come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. And come on. And let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Everybody, happy new year and welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host xavier josiah we are back i hope everybody had a great new year and a great and safe new year for that matter a great holiday season and um it's now 2022 let's see where this goes we got a lot to talk about before we even get started with 2022 we got to talk about the best of 2021 in our talk topic today we're going to go back into the results based upon the votes of our acmg facebook group uh members that voted on uh, various categories and talk about what they thought was the best of 2021 and I also give my personal opinion some of them i may agree with some of them i may not but we're going to talk about it and also maybe some predictions on what can possibly happen in 2022 you know, a lot is I, I can go down and say that 2021 was absolutely one of the, if not the best years to date for Talk Time Live and ACMG in general. Um, some of the best experiences I've had to date. And I say that I feel like I say that every year, especially since 2018, um, where I had the opportunities to do some things, some absolutely awesome opportunities and, and meet some fantastic people. That is uh, walked away. That is said um, the four letters of this group that I would never thought would say it. And it's just been an honor and it's been awesome. So uh, hopefully we can keep this train going every year. I always say, how the hell am I going to top this? And then something cool and awesome happens. And, you know, it happens. I'm not. There's never any guarantee in my life that I'm ever going to supersede the, the years past. But we'll see. And if it doesn't, you know, the way I look at it is that like you can't take away what I've done 
And also like what I've done prior to is just been absolutely fantastic. And I, I'm ever so grateful of all of the experiences I've ever had, but let's see what 2022 uh, gives us. Hopefully it'll give us more and much better than we have. And I just want everybody to enjoy it. I just want everybody to enjoy our favorite fandoms even more, especially in 2022, because there are a lot of things coming within our favorite fandoms that I am looking very much forward to. So we got a lot. Well, I wouldn't say we got a lot, but we got some things we got to talk about that occurred last year. <laughs> it's uh, January 2nd as we speak. And but some things that we got to talk about is just ridiculous, but also we got to get it. I got to get it out of the way because I got to talk about this. Um, and then some things, uh, some thoughts on some uh, recent things that we that came about before, while I was going that I want to bring up to Matrix Resurrection. I want to give a quick thoughts to that. The, the book of Boba Fett that just came last week. So we're going to talk about that. But let's start off with some really crazy news. So let's not waste any time. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, so let's start off 2022 with an incident that happened in 2021 that involved probably one of the biggest names in pop culture spoiling one of the biggest movies of 2021 uh, allegedly um and i say that because you know kim Car you know there was a situation where kim kardashian technically was dragged on twitter or whatever you know uh platform she was on a social media platform that she was on about spoiling the i guess the end of spider-man no way home and no I'm not going to say spoiler alert. It's been, it's now the third week. You, too many people have seen this movie. <laughs> okay. And I'll get into that in a second, but she, she had the movie in her home theater and was watching it. Got a chance to finally check it out. Uh, apparently she loved it, but she shared the scene where all the Parkers were getting, were coming together and embracing, you know, a warm hug together and all that stuff. I'm pretty sure every one of my listeners have seen this by now. Third week in. And people dragged her about this online because they said that she spoiled a, uh, a plot piece on her. Now, granted, take note that this was the second week of the of the movie. It was even after the second week, if I'm correct. Um, and I'm like, okay. This is the second week. Here's the deal. There's kind of an unwritten rule when it comes to spoilers that people go by. And it's kind of like there's only a, a certain amount of time that people, you know, are, are courteous about spoiling in a plot on a, a major plot point in a movie or a reveal of a movie. The first week, that is, no, that's a big no. You don't go on social media and blurt out plots of certain things that happen, especially when it comes to Marvel movies. Like people are really high end on that. And I get that. And, I, and in a lot of ways, I respect that because I do like to be surprised myself. 
but I don't think me being spoiled completely is going to ruin my life or is going to ruin my experience to a situation where it's like, I'm not going to watch the movie. That's ridiculous. I, I grew up at a time where when you watch, when, when somebody told you and, and, and revealed a, a situation, whether it was in a comic book or something like that, or a TV show or whatever, it, we did just the, the spoiler term is a trendy term that came in this new millennia. It was not something that was really a big deal back then, because when somebody told you something, it was like people back in the day and like I'm talking like 80s and 90s got actually more excited about what they heard, probably didn't believe what they heard until they saw it. And then they went to go see it and then they were just as excited. And then they come back to the person who revealed that situation and then boom, the, the excitement continued now in this day and age. People are, are, you know, they play this game where it's like hide and seek. You don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be uh, found. You don't, you want to remain hidden until you get to home base. It's that's the kind of feeling I get with the spoiler situation is that the game is for you not to know exactly what happened in the movie until you watch the movie, which is a really fun game to play. But every once in a while, you do get spoiled in a plot. And that shouldn't end the situation. Now, granted, I'm not saying that people don't have a right to be pissed off. I'm just saying there is a certain time limit as to when you should be pissed off. There's a statute of limitation. In other words, as to when somebody should be pissed off. The first week, I, everybody should be pissed off if you get if you if you want to enjoy this movie and be plot. But it, it, again, it shouldn't it shouldn't end your entire world or your experience watching it. The second week is when it gets tricky. I think the second week is the limit. And then anytime after the second week, it's like, if you didn't see it by now, that's on you. And the other situation is that I believe that if you don't want to be spoiled by a plot in a movie, it is up to you to be able to stay away from said social media because you know social media is going to talk and that's what it's there for there there's a certain level of courtesy within people online and there are some trolls who are trying to just you know spoil everybody else's fun because i apparently they're mad at their lives or whatever i don't know but there's a certain amount of time that people will hold before they start talking about the situation i mean people are courteous at best but like how long do you have to be courteous for i i think two weeks is more than enough time for that especially when it comes to marvel movies because marvel movies everybody tries to see a marvel movie as quickly as possible and especially in the first week second week is like all right majority of people have already seen it and then there's still a trickle amount that has not and at this point like you should have seen it by now and then even after that like third week fourth week fifth week, like by the time it gets to that point it's like if you didn't see it by now oh well but even still, you should understand by now, if you've been, if you're constantly on social media, which majority of everybody in society is, you know how social media is going to be. Social media doesn't work with you. You work with it. And because of that, you have to understand the customs. One of which is they will, social media is going to talk about things. They want to talk about things. They want to find people who wants to talk about things. So it's, you're not entitled 
for is you're not entitled to a point that people will have to shut up about the movie what you need to do is stay out of social media stay off the internet until you see it that's what i actually did uh with spider-man no way home i had to stay away because i know people were going to be talking i i actually you know in the admin of my acmg uh facebook group and i had to be the one to put out the talk time post the spoiler zone post that i do to talk about the movie because i know people got a chance to see it i didn't i wasn't going to see it till like the day after but i know people were saw it wednesday i know people saw it on friday so i put it out there taking a risk and I knew this risk, but I had I stayed off of social media completely. And I stole off I stayed off the internet completely until I was in the theaters to see this movie. So if I can do that, I'm sure everybody else can too. Because I know. So I don't want to hear this excuse talking about like to blame Kim Kardashian for spoiling that movie. I don't care that you were surprised that Kim Kardashian showed that movie on her platform. There is no limit to this. Okay. If you don't want to be spoiled, you don't know where every you were like a movie can be so popular. Everybody wants to see it. Why not Kim Kardashian? I don't, I, the thing with Kim Kardashian is that I don't think that people are really dragging her because she spoiled a movie rather than, she they're dragging her because one she's watching the movie in the, the comfort of her own home with her own awesome home theater and i think there's a there's a level of hate and, and envy in there i think that's the situation because i'm thinking like if it was anybody else that that kind of you know mentioned that movie or did, did what she did i don't think they would get as much flack as she would i think it's because it's her i think she's the big target that everybody is trying to jump on and displace their anger on and i don't think it's necessarily that case i had a i had our um debates with people about this and i you know i posted it on the acmg facebook group saying you know i don't i'm, I'm calling bs on the idea that people are just blaming her for this because it, it's just not it's the second week it's like everybody in their mother the majority of people i want to say everybody you see because not everybody's saying it is sad but i'm going to say that there's a a minority of people who may have seen this movie and to you know from that point you not only have two consecutive weekends to see this movie but you also got the weekdays within so if you aren't able to see it at some point rather you're going to have to stay off internet if you really want to not be spoiled by this or you're just going to have to chalk it up and say like, look, it, you know, it's just, it is what it's going to be, but you cannot just stand there and say that like, she's the total blame for this or anybody on the internet is total blame for this. It's the internet. The internet moves without you. You move with it. <laughs> okay. So, and the idea is that, you know, the, the, the top, the discussion that I was having with people online with the, their claims, their defense was well not everybody saw it um well i looked up how many people possibly have seen it in the second week and apparently this movie earned over 1.5 billion in the second week that is uh, approximately estimating maybe 93 million people 
who went to go see that film on the second week. So the first week probably is even bigger than that to some extent. I It's safe to say, it's really safe to say that a lot of people have seen it. A majority of people have seen this movie. I'm not, I feel bad that not everybody's going to be able to see it for whatever circumstance, but this movie is playing in every theaters. It's giving you every opportunity to see this movie in the first week and within the second week. And granted, yeah, the first week it was, I almost didn't get to see it because it was selling out so quickly. And if that was to happen and it got sold out, I would have waited to the second season, a second week to try to get it. And then I would have completely stayed off social media. It would have hurt to be off social media to some extent, because that means I'm not talking to people. That means I'm, I, I, you know, can't operate the way I have because I'm trying not to get spoiled by this movie, but I have, I have a decision to make and I have, I have kind of my own civic duty to make sure that I don't get spoiled if I really want this movie not to be, you know, revealed to me. So it's not all on her. And in fact, I don't think a lot of it is on her. I think a lot of it is just, you know, some quote unquote fans are just envious of Kim. It's just like, yeah, I'm, you know, she's watching in her home. I'm not the biggest Kim Kardashian fan by any stretch. I will give her credit for what she did with the, um, with the, uh, prison, um, uh, what is it? Um, helping, you know, the, uh, the prisoners, um, get out early and, you know, for unjust laws. Um, I dig what she is currently doing with the Kanye situation. She's not having it. I dig what she's doing as an entrepreneur. You know, there's a lot of, she's turned herself around from that influencer that, in the beginning where it was all based on her and a certain video and all this stuff. She's come a long way. I will give her credit. She's become a really great business person in herself. So I, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of her and all uh, in the world, but like, I will give credit where credit is due. She has done a hell of a lot and she passed the bar, the baby bar recently. So she's really trying to, she's really making moves and using her platform in ways that she's never done before. So far be it for her to be vilified because she's able to do some things that other people aren't, you know, and I'm not saying everybody is not, there's some people I think maybe rightfully mad, I guess, but at the same time, there's, there's some responsibility that needs to be taken with the people who are making, you know, that argument about Kim. Now that's pretty much what I'm saying. So I don't know, maybe, I mean, the two week rule, the unwritten two week rule for me, I think it's more than appropriate. It's like, especially when you, and, and when it comes to Marvel movies, you got at least two weeks to get to see this movie. Try to not get to get it spoiled. I'll say two weeks is more than enough for people not to spoil a movie. You know, at this point, like the sec, once the second movie is the second week hits, it's like everybody and their mother should have probably saw this movie at this point. The majority, I keep saying everybody and their mother, but the majority of people should have seen this movie at this point. Once you enter after the second week, the third week and all that stuff is like, that's it, dude. That, that's, that's it. This, you had enough time. So, uh, I mean, let's, let's make 2022 a time where we need to look at things differently. Stop being so like how much, how many more years are we going to be so agitated and aggressive towards every little thing 
you know, we need to reevaluate everything on a case by case basis. Is it really worth, you know, dragging somebody down for or getting upset about, you know, where life is not that, you know, life is really short. <laughs> okay. The last thing, think about what you're doing with your life at this point. And one of the things that you should be wasting your time doing in your life is just getting mad at everybody for every little single thing online. You know, help your mental, help you, help you, your health and well-being by looking at things at a different perspective. Because we need to make a lot of great changes in 2022. What are your, what is your 2022 going to look like? Okay, so just, just think about that. You know, pick your battles, if you will. I don't think this is a battle that should be blamed on Kim on this point. So uh that's and, and i'm sure she probably have some things that people can get upset about i don't think this is just one of those things that she should be upset about that people should be upset about so there you go all right one of the biggest and saddest news this week is that we lost an absolute icon in both football and video games john madden died at the age of 85 recognized as one of the greatest football coaches and commentators of all time in NFL history. Also recognized in the video game world as the man behind one of the greatest sports game series ever in EA Sports Madden, which dates back to 1988 and has evolved into a new era of gaming and has been on so many different platforms. Everybody kind of fondly remembers it from the days. I mean, it's been around since the Commodore. I think it was the Commodore, but it actually, people fondly remember the Madden series was like Madden 97 on, on it, uh, Genesis. That was the one is one of the ones I definitely remember too. It was really a great game on your, on, a, on that platform. And then it just kept going, kept going. The Madden uh, game series became so popular over the years that EA games created the Madden challenge, which was an esport classic, uh, competition from all from competitors from all over the, um, the country with, a large cash prize at the end like this was before esports really became a legitimate business like the Madden challenge was one of the earliest esport competitions out there and what i loved about it and this was where i love g4 because g4 recovered every year and the crazy fun part about it and why i loved it so much is because this was the evolution of video games becoming a mainstream type of thing you add John Madden to it, you add video games to it, and you got people coming from all over the country as if it was like um, Wing Bowl. If you guys if you guys know what Wing Bowl is, uh, here in Philadelphia, Wing Bowl is a time-honored tradition uh, in Philadelphia. The day before the Super Bowl at the uh, Wells Fargo Center or whatever big stadium it is, um, two guys, two uh, two. A DJ into uh, sports uh, sports uh, talk show host or uh, whatnot started this in a, in a Marriott hotel, and for some reason it just got bigger and bigger and bigger to a point that it ended up in the Wells Fargo Center because people were doing it and it got a lot of sponsorships in there. It was dope. It, it was like dope as hell. Now I don't. That's the funny thing is that I guaranteed it wasn't Wing Bowl wasn't around in 2020 due to the pandemic. I don't know what they're going to do this year, but it was one of the the biggest you know super bowl traditions in philadelphia and it was a big deal the Madden challenge had the same deal where you had people coming from all over the country and if not some cases the world to come see this event or participate in this event the funny part about it when every year when i watched it on g4 was that 
you would they would interview people in there but you know there were guys that were there hiding their faces and not trying to be seen on camera because nine chances out of ten a lot of the guys that were working in offices or retail jobs or whatever like that no matter what they were coming from their jobs and they were hiding their faces because they lied and said that they were sick that day and they were coming in to participate or be a part of the Madden challenge. It was such a big event and every year even better because the purse, the winner's purse got bigger. I've seen it go from 25,000 and higher than that. And it just gets bigger and bigger every year. So um, it kept the John Madden name even, you know, even more known and popular to this day and even and then also you had john madden doing commentating in the game so that also played a factor and ea i will give you this when it came to their sports games their commentation their commentating and their sports games are unbelievable like i don't know they put a lot of hours into the commentating in their games to the point it's like are they really talking in there like real time live or whatever because it's like they you never hear the same thing in any game at all when it comes to the Madden series it's just incredible how much work that they put into the voiceover you know uh and, and acting and, and, and commentating in there it's just crazy uh I, I wish wrestling would be able to do the same it's not as easy to do it uh on air it's not easy at all to do voiceover commentating in there but John Matt is so much attention to detail within that series when it comes to the, um, the commentating in that in those games. It's just amazing. Um, along with the that, John Madden was known for you know a lot of other things as well. Um, I didn't know he was, you know, to Durkin was something that he brought into the table. My wife brought that to my attention recently. <laughs> That's a whole thing. It's a whole other story right there. But he was just he was just one of the best you always wanted to I, like i'm not a football fan uh by any stretch but i recognize you know you you don't have to be a football fan to recognize the name of john madden that iconic voice you know that bust that he goes around he was he was just a superstar he was a he was a crossover fame you know this guy was just awesome i you know fun fact the first episode of family guy was premiered on one of the one of the uh, after one of the super bowls and it was based it was a super bowl basically a super bowl episode to some extent and they kind of you know had john a a somebody spoofing john madden in that first episode so uh it was just he's just that damn famous or was that damn famous i should say um according to tmz he died unexpectedly and as of right now we don't know the uh cause of his death but to his friends to his family and to all the fans all over you know thoughts and prayers to you guys and may he rest in peace i mean this is one of those situations where this is one of those passings where he passed away at 85 and when he gets to that level that's not a morning that's a celebration and of all things we need to celebrate the life of john madden and here and just an incredible legacy he had and speaking of legacies I hate to even bring this one up because this was just really just it's really kind of ended the year with a sort of a damper in a way but Betty White 99 just a few weeks away from 100 oh what a legacy one of the longest working actors ever one of the most awesome actors ever 
this woman could really do no wrong in the eyes of anybody. There's not one person that said one bad thing about Betty White. Um, she is the most beloved of all, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, I mean, and, and she's the final golden girl to actually, you know, pass too. I mean, that's, that's the other thing, like all the, all the author, Estelle Getty, Rue, um, Rue McClanahan, all of them, they're no longer with us. And, um, she was the last one that was, you know, staying afoot and, you know, she lasted a very long time in this world and was still working. I thought she was just awesome. Uh, I actually saw a post of something uh, one of my um, Facebook friends actually had where they pretty much uh, said that she fought to have black dancers um, to actually have black dancers. Who was it? Uh, you know, be on the stage with her at the time as she fought for that. And I thought that was an awesome, awesome, awesome thing that she uh was able to do. there's another reason why that people absolutely love her and they praise her for everything she does she's i mean she was loved by everybody um of course we know her from the golden girls she was also on mama's family and you know a lot of things uh mary tyler moore show and she had her own shows leading up as well it was just it was incredible and what again you know we are sad that we got to lose her and only i think only because she was just that great um but you know she lasted till 99 and what an incredible absolutely incredible career she had i am extremely grateful to you know be able to enjoy her talents in this world and um you know this is one of those situations you just don't mourn you gotta you gotta celebrate this life 99 just a few weeks. I mean, I, the bummer is that it's like she was just a few weeks to 100 and we wanted her to reach that 100 at best. But 99 and a hell of a great legacy and career, you know, one that a lot of people wish they will have to her. And, um, you know, what else is there to say? I know it's cliche to say this by now, but, you know, thank you for your talents and thank you for being a friend, Betty White. Rest in paradise. So there. Last two things I want to talk about real quick is I wasn't around to talk about the Matrix Resurrection, so I'll give my thoughts real quick on it. Overall, thought it was good. It was wasn't blow away, and I think it was going to be hard for them to be as blow away as I like I said before. I said this before. I think it was going to be hard for them to really be as you know game changing and blow away as they were before. Um, it was solid. It wasn't the best thing that I saw, especially when it compared to Spider-Man No Way Home. I didn't have that same feel, but it was a very watchable, solid, enjoyable, you know, follow up to everything that has happened in Matrix Revolution. They also sealed something. They also answered some questions that happened with that as well. I think the biggest star coming out of this is Neil Patrick Harris, who played the analyst who was a much better character than the architect in so many levels. Um, he was the new person that was creating, you know, he took over, he's the upgrade from the architect and, and, you know, they were entering this new matrix and everything. And I thought he did a tremendous job. I thought he, he was a great antagonist. I knew from the jump when I saw him in here, I'm like, I bet you he's going to be the main bad guy. I bet you this dude is going to be the one doing it. And he was in, I, I really enjoyed it. I absolutely loved 
what he uh put into the table here um the movie was good I, I liked where it went i also liked the fact that they answered the question of what happened to neo and trinity during the, t the time when um they sacrificed themselves for the matrix and stuff so i i really i thought it was it was just solid all across the board they um jada pickett smith returning as niobe and playing a more older version because it's supposed to be 60 years later and I thought it was really, I thought her performance in there was really good because she had to play an older version of her character. And it just reminded you of how awesome and why Jada Pickett Smith is where she is right now. Like she is a awesome actor. <laughs> okay. She is fantastic. Um, I mean, she, she is that, she, that we, we love Jada, but we, we sometimes forget because Jada Pickett Smith doesn't act on in many movies as she used to because she's at a level right now where it's like she can chill and if she feels like she wants to be a part of something she will <laughs> and then she'll be awesome at it but when you saw her you know play this new version of it it was just really there was a lot more depth to the character than there ever was before and a lot more intrigue to her performance so i really you know i think she would probably be the second performance but course you know keanu and and um karen a moss they, they you couldn't do no wrong um the new characters as well I, the, the morpheus thing is still perplexing to me um why they didn't i get that they the story of this is that morpheus was killed some people claim that it is based on the matrix online video game i it, it may be loosely kind of because i saw what happened in the matrix online video game but the way the way that Niobe told it, it kind of differentiates itself from the actual thing that happened to him because he died in the Matrix. They, I think the way she put it is that he died in Zion in a battle. So it's I mean, I think the fact that they're using the idea that he died in battle was one thing, but it's how he died, I think, because it's a little bit different from that point. But. I don't understand why he could not reprise his role as Morpheus as this, you know, program version of him. Like I, I liked the dude who plays um, Black Mantis on uh, Aquaman and a few other things. I liked the fact that he, you know, he took over that role. But it was like, why not just use the likeness of of um, Lawrence Fishburne instead of this other guy? I just it just make it make him another character. I don't I it was weird um Lawrence Fishburne was asked about why he wasn't a part of the new film his only reply to it was you know you gotta ask the Wachowskis I, I don't I don't know I don't know if there was anything any type of fallout but it's like how do you not use Lawrence Fishburne he was really an iconic character and I mean they had a statue of him in there so I mean if you want to say that he was in there technically yes he was in there to that extent but I just didn't get the idea of them using a another guy to be a program version of morpheus have all of his intel and and stuff like that but that is likeness i i just i it just i don't know it was different it didn't take away it didn't you know ruin it or anything but it was just like why not bring him back <laughs> okay um you kind of he was there but kind of not there morpheus in, in that respect it was just weird um but everybody else did their part it was really good like i've watched it twice 
and I enjoyed it equally the same both times. I like the fact that Trinity is now also the one and she also has, you know, the abilities of Neo as well, too. So it it worked out now, whether they're going to do another mate. Also, by the way, I did like the fact that Neo is a game designer and he got a game award. So they gave a nod to the game awards in there in the movie. Jeff Keighley has got to be like over the moon right now with how his legacy with the game awards has become <laughs> to be mentioned in the matrix. That's, that's just freaking huge. Um, but I like the fact that he was a game designer cause they're up, they're appealing to the game community with this whole thing. And he's making a game based upon the actual experiences that he actually went through, but he doesn't realize that he's going through, but he's been blue pilling up, up the whole entire time. So I did like that. And they also like the fact that he kind of, the first half hour of it was basically a, a nod and a tribute to the first three movies and talking about the philosophical side of it and, you know, what it should, what it was actually about. And, you know, it was to talk to everybody was talking about when the movie was out and such. So uh, it was really cool. I really did like the way they did that. And then they just really, it got real from that point. You know, um, people were probably weirded out by the fact that they were doing this new effect that like with the bullet time and everything. And also the fact that it wasn't green or anything like that. And it was a little bit more high def and a little bit more colorful. I think the reason for that is obvious is that basically when they did the matrix back in 99, it was based on the DOS era and it was still, we're still in that, you know, we had that mercury screen with the DOS and everything on there. We've evolved so much. We're now in HD land. We're now in, you know, 1080 and, and, and 4k and all this stuff. And when Neil Patrick Harris's character, the analyst is moving around really weird. I felt like it was more of a lag, uh, like a lag type of thing. That's what it, because we're in a system, he's kind of defined the system and he's hacking into the system. So while everybody else is moving at a certain angle, he's kind of, you know, moving at a, you know, bandwidth lag type of movement <laughs> to me. That's what it felt like. I don't know, could be wrong, but that's what I felt like that why he did what he did and they didn't go back to the all green tent and air because the green tent just defined, just um, represented the how computers were back then. And now we're at a more, we have a more evolved, updated and clarity type of era when it comes to resolution and all this stuff. So it made sense to me. So, but overall, like it was solid. If I, if I give it a grade, it's like, I'm going to give it possibly maybe a B minus. Um, again, I don't know what the Wachowskis could have done to make this any better because they've already revolutionized how action films and filming has done in general especially when it comes to special effects i think they outdid themselves to the point and it was nothing else. but you know for the most part what was more important was the story makes sense it was more sensical you can understand it this time around and you could uh like i said neil patrick harris performance as the um the analyst to me was much better than the architect who like i watched all three of those movies again and the architect to me still it was like I, everything matrix revolution was awesome up until that uh architect point and it was like i'm still i still feel the same way i did even though i kind of understand more um, about what he's doing than he ever did before it was still perplexed to me like it was just like it's just they just this was just not needed so uh yeah it is it was worth it and you know i luckily 
I got to see this at the comfort of my own home. So I was, that was all cool. So there you have it with that. Last thoughts I want to give real quick is the book of Bubba Fett. Uh, just premiered last week on Disney plus I got to say, I thought it was awesome. I love what they did. I, the, my favorite part of it is actually the beginning because I didn't expect them. I didn't know where they were going to go with this, but it literally picks up exactly right after the scene, the, uh, the Java scene on, on, uh, return of the Jedi, where we see Bubba Fett fall into the mouth of that creature. And we see him inside the mouth of that creature and him, you know, fight his way out of there. So we now know how he was able to survive all of that. And it was a great little scene that led up to all him coming back. I, it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the weeks to come with his character, because he's trying to be the new Jabba and trying to, you know, be a a kind of a more of an honorable type of, you know, boss type of guy. But he's not trying to be ruthless. He's not. He's trying to he's trying to roll with the respect and not fear, which was what Jabba was doing the entire time. So he has, when it comes to respect, people have to, I think people do kind of fear him to an extent, but also take him for granted because he's just the bounty hunter. He's been known as the bounty hunter for a while. So they're trying to test him. And every time they try to test him, they learn a valuable lesson not to, not to test Boba Fett. So there's a, there's going to be a, a guy, uh, a character that's, we're going to, that's going to be revealed soon. It is going to really, really try to test him. And those that think that he's worthy of the spot that he's trying to claim. So I'm looking forward to that and seeing who also is going to be crossing over. Hopefully maybe we'll see the Mandalorian. Maybe we'll see, uh, you know, a lot of other characters, maybe from the clone wars or whatnot as well, but so far so good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I can't really give a grade on this right now because it just came out, but I will definitely and Ming Na Wen. You know, if you loved her in, in Ages of Shield, you're gonna love her hair. She she's just she's in rare form as always. <laughs> it's almost like just Agent May, pretty much. But in, in in um Star Wars, you know, custom garb. But I enjoyed it. I am looking forward to it. Um, the Eternals. If you didn't go to see Marvel's Eternals, which is a movie that nobody was eagerly going to see, and it, it did not make the box office, you know, um sell out like this. It's coming out on the 12th. So um, it was a good movie. Like I said, I reviewed it a while back. So if you haven't seen it, it's coming out very soon. It's going to be airing on Disney Plus. You'll get to see it. It does. It does, uh, you know, you know, prolong things in, in terms of the Marvel, this, the phase four of things. So I definitely recommend people to go out of your way to check it out. It wasn't a bad movie at all. It's just it's in Thor one and two level for me, but a little bit, a little bit higher than that. So. Folks, that will do it for what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back, and when we do, we got some new, we got some business to take care of because we're going to talk about the results from the best of 2021 based upon the votes of our ACMG Facebook members. We'll do all of that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. 
TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay. Just do it more like a next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. Do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Wait! Folks, we are back with the first talk topic of 2022, and we are here to talk about the best of 2021. A lot of great things happened last year in terms of anime, comics, movies, games, and more. And I had my ACMG Facebook members uh, come along to vote on what they thought was the best in their own opinions and their own views uh, as to what best anime, comic, or comic book TV. I didn't do comics this year because I hate to say it, but I don't know if there's any that many readers out there at least comic books has just not been a hot thing at our in our group i can't speak for any other group but the comic book movies and tv shows are still you know fire to because you know compared to the other you know uh platforms that we have i still read a few books every once in a while i'm definitely reading um green lantern i'm reading um marvel's tech on because i had to um uh the previous guest on uh to talk about that jeffrey uh cruz and um jeffrey uh thorn in there but i'm also reading other books like uh some spider-man books i just read that the book based upon the hawaiian suit that kingpin was wearing on hawkeye uh so somebody put me down on what that was about so i read that it was a really good book too uh it was a spider-man book believe it or not it was really really good so i am still reading uh casually but not as thoroughly as much as i used to but i'm heavier on the tv shows and movies more or less like everybody else so i decided to do best comic book tv series via live action or animated so we got that uh we of course got best movie we got uh best video game and of course game console this year uh and best streaming network so i laid it down to that so let's get started with of course going in the ways of the four letters we're gonna go with anime uh put on a bunch of different uh so uh, there was a lot of great anime out this year i think i I don't know i might have invested in more anime to anybody this year especially because i was interviewing a lot of people within but you know a lot of um anime was you know put on the poll but only a few were actually selected and voted on by our ACMG uh, Facebook members. So, going down for best anime, we got Castlevania, Jujutsu Kaisen, My Hero Academia the series, My Hero Academia World Heroes Missions, uh, uh, Masako Tensei, and the Seven Deadly Sins were mostly voted upon more than all the ones that we did. I think there was like 19 or 20 different uh, shows that were voted on. Uh, The highest vote and the best pick for best anime results this year was in fact castlevania with 38 percent of the vote i, I you know what? i'm not hating on that at all uh 
Um, I thought that series was absolutely awesome. And one of, in fact, possibly one of the best anime uh, or animations for that matter, based on a video game. It, it It's hard to beat. It's really hard to beat. I saw um, Jujutsu uh, Kaisen a few episodes. I'm, it, it's okay for me. I, I, I thought it was okay. Kind of gives me... Um, fairy tale vibes where it's like there's a slow build to this that's gonna get into something really awesome later on but castlevania you gotta give them credit you gotta give them credit because um castlevania a lot of times when you have a animated series or even mostly live action series based on a tv series it doesn't come up well uh anime does a better job doing adaptions to video games and this was no different castlevania was just very well told um some deep 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 uh subject matters in there some great character development beautiful art style animation was just tremendous just all around the car i, I do not uh i don't have ill will or issue about this category at all being that um being the vote so castlevania was absolutely tremendous i actually personally thought my favorite anime this year uh, for 2021 was My Hero Academia and War Heroes Mission, mostly because of the popularity of an anticipation for this movie. Um, and the fact that like when I went to New York Comic Con and there were five, it probably one of the biggest panels of New York Comic Con was that five, like literally 5,000 uh, fans were there vexed. I might add and uh was live to see some of the actors from the movie to talk about the movie and then on top of that my hero academia world heroes mission was in fact like the first one of the first majorly one of the major films that was shown in all movie theaters um i've been to a few movie uh anime movies that was premiering in theaters but it was only like independent theaters and select theaters that's what the first one that was playing on virtually almost every theater. And I think they grossed a hell of a lot in the box office as a result of that. Like the fact that I was able to see it in my theater, it was like about two, three blocks away from me. I was thrilled that they, um, that I was able to see this, uh, just, and I didn't have to go too far. Cause I remember I had to go to King of Prussia to go see Dragon Ball super brawly. And, uh, it was like really kind of trying to find a needle in a haystack to find a theater that was actually playing these movies and now hopefully with the success of world heroes missions that this will lead into other movies like the upcoming uh dragon ball uh superhero uh film that's coming that looks awesome so hopefully that will get the same nod and i'll be able to just walk up the street and go see that as well uh but i thought that was great i, I um that was my hero academia the series was also really good too because they um i like what they did with that film and really covering the villain side of things this season and kind of like their origin stories and whatnot i thought it was really awesome how they did it and what is leading to in midoriya getting to um he's on his way to getting to a whole nother stage of um one for all by the way, which there was another thing I loved about the movie was that we got to see new abilities of Midoriya that we haven't seen in the series yet. So we're about to see some awesome stuff coming from the series pretty soon. So I, I'm looking forward to that. But um, great pick for the ACMG Facebook group to pick Castlevania. I thought it was awesome. Undeniably, uh, it, it deserves it. It really deserves it right there. So. 
best comic book movie uh, or TV series via live action or uh, or um, animated. So again, a lot of great movie, even more this year than it was in years prior. Because back like years prior, we only had the, D, uh, the DC uh, shows like The Flash and Arrow and all of the um, Arrowverse shows, but now we got like we got the boys we got witcher uh we got superman and lois which is the newest edition of the berlanti arrowverse deal which is really no longer the arrowverse at this case um i forgot they changed it i forgot what they uh they they changed the name of the arrowverse now i don't think it's called the arrowverse anymore because now arrow's no longer there and you know things has happened supergirl's not there anymore i forgot who who's the main focus of the arrowverse now but um we got that you got young justice you got um the, then you got the all the disney plus marvel series which to me i thought was the real really big force this year when it came to um comic book based tv uh series uh or, or network or streaming series for that matter and then we had amazon prime who surprisingly brought you know brought the heat as well they they got the sauce <laughs> <laughs> you know we had you know uh the boys which came out like earlier in the year in 2021 and then invincible which i think surprised everybody and invincible became so big i was not prepared for the popularity of this show but that meme where omni man kept saying think mark thing it was, it was like it became such a big thing and every episode was just really well told it was awesome the characters uh omni man himself jk simmons was playing him and you know if you hated him as j jonah jameson before now you got j i got it looks like j jonah jameson but with superpowers and you can't even get any worse than that and then he's off killing all these superheroes and and such and trying to take over the planet or whatnot it was just crazy um a lot of craziness going on over there but i love the story and i love the dialogue and and the premise of it and apparently a lot of the acmg members too because they voted that as the best of 2021 with 26 percent of the vote and followed by falcon and the winter soldier which had 21 it was just they were going neck and neck uh wandavision which i actually thought wandavision was going to be the one that everybody picked because i think i did a poll with um the just the marvel shows alone and WandaVision got the lead in there. And now I think a lot more people got to see Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And all of a sudden it was like, okay, this definitely. So in terms of, oh, Loki got 7% of the vote. Marvel What If got 7% of the vote. Uh, matched up. So did The Witcher and um, The Boys got 5%. Uh, Superman and Lois got 2%. And uh, Young Justice. I Young Justice actually, you know it's hard to argue because invincible did such a great job but invincible uh young justice needs to get a nod as well there's this that series is just it's just so freaking awesome it is absolutely awesome but invincible was a force to be reckoned with i can't deny that but if you want to talk about if you you know if you look in within just the marvel cinematic universe series falcon and the winter soldier is now number one in everybody's thoughts in that so i thought that was interesting for me Invincible was awesome. I'm not going to deny the awesomeness of that, and I don't want to. I'm not going to deny them getting most of the votes. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is my personal, just because of the subject matter that they touched on, 
get, uh, taking the risk and being bold about getting Sam Wilson the nod for Captain America, which is something that they doubled down on from the comics because of the every the racist controversy that you know some people were having with him taking over the helm of you know of Captain America. But all of a sudden, when he's in live action, it's kind of funny. It's like when he was in the comics, when he did it in the comics. M.A. Sam Wilson, Captain America. There was a lot of flack uh, with some people talking about that's not my cap, which is like the most racist thing you could actually say. Well, it's not the most racist anything, but you can't get any more racist. Yeah, you can't get more racist than that. But it was just plain and simple. It was what it was. When when people say that, you know what they mean. But when you had them, when they did it on Endgame, and then they followed up on it with this series, and to see a live, to see Anthony Mackie doing it, you didn't hear as much lack it's almost like when people on social media talk a lot of crap and they troll you know they hide behind a you know a burner account and they start trolling and, and talking all types of crap to people but when you when people let you when people show their real face or they show yourself in video and address you they kind of quiet down they don't say anything so now when you see anthony mackie in full captain america form and they in, in disney and in marvel doubling down on it which i greatly appreciate um it was just an awesome sight to see and then you had um isaiah bradley and that performance in there it was just incredible just an incredible show i'm glad that people kind of looked back and was like okay no falcon and the winter soldier was a game changer in a, in a lot of ways um well it's taking nothing away from wandavision or low-key or what if because all of every one of those movies were important all of those movies had a lot to offer and they do add on especially now we know marvel's what if is going to be adding on when it comes to doctor strange so there's that situation too um as well as wandavision so all of them had some form of importance loki as well uh i just it's it's there to be honest there wasn't a bad pick out of the bunch like any one of these picks are great picks i don't think if falcon and the winter soldier was was the most voted that it would have uh it wouldn't deserve it same with wandavision hell same with superman the lowest to some extent um that was surprisingly a really really good um show in comparison to the rest the boys was awesome young justice is, continues to be awesome you know it's hard to argue it's really hard to argue any of these these are all great you know shows and it's just another reason why it's great to be a fan in this day and age so you know congrats to invincible definitely deserves it so best movie okay this is the one category that it was an absolute um uh this is landslide completely the minute that i put in spider-man no way home an overwhelming 56 percent of the vote went on to that there was no debate shang chi and the legend of the ten rings came in at 15 percent of the vote dune uh, whatever came in at six percent the harder they fall also tied it with it uh six percent matrix uh resurrections west side story mortal kombat all had a uh, ghostbusters afterlife all all right yeah all of them were great films i thought doom was in that list no um all of them were good films mortal kombat as well that came out last year and godzilla versus kong all tied with three percent of that vote um all were pretty good but you know spider-man no way home i think undeniably got it it's not because there was somebody on our um acmg facebook page i thought was talking about like how it was going to be some bias because it was 
the recent movie coming out. But I'm like, yeah, by that theory, then that would mean Matrix Resurrection would have been the number one voted, you know, the most highly voted movie out there because it literally just came out even a week later after, uh, you know, No Way Home. That's not the case. No Way Home. Again, it was Marvel Studios taking a big risk, doing something that we thought was impossible to do, and that was bring in every Spider-Man from every film leading up to this point, and then the villains after that, and doing something that Spider-Man 3 failed to do was to have all these characters come in one and not feel overwhelmed or convoluted or whatnot. They managed to do it and give them time the formula that was created by josh whedon a long time ago with avengers and buffy the vampire slayer was mastered by all these new current um you know directors and writers and everything and it's just a great thing they managed to give us every fan what they want of every single spider-man do you know how possible impossible that feat is and then on top of that brings so much emotion out like so many people got emotional about this for so many reasons um and and the things and the cliffhangers and everything that happened in there you know the the shocking moments and everything that happened in a movie just absolutely phenomenal i'm not surprised that 56 percent of the vote went to that um shang chi i think if not for spider-man that would have definitely got in there you know it's funny that didn't get in marvel's eternals again like i said not a bad movie but it wasn't like the most sought after thing ever you know it was just a movie at that point it was it was what it was another transitional movie like um what can i say i would say pretty much sort of like um captain marvel but i actually but captain marvel is a way better movie <laughs> the internals is a lot more fun to watch than the internals to that extent um so i it was i cheng chi i think would have possibly have won had not spider-man been out and people have been anticipated the Spider-Man and a lot of intrigue came about because we knew that this was kind of sort of kind of the final chapter to Spider-Man in the MCU. But technically, it, we find out that it really isn't in this case. So um, we'll see where we're going with this whole thing and that. But it, it was well worth it. It didn't disappoint at all. And it actually did so much. Added so much more to what's going on with that. So. I'm not surprised that Spider-Man No Way Home became best movie of 2021 there. So on to video games, video games. We got uh, Metroid Dread. We uh, getting 22% of the vote, actually majority, not 22%. They got the majority of the vote uh, compared to a lot of the other votes there. Um, it wasn't too many gaming votes in this one, which is surprising. I don't know to what it, which is weird because the next category is going to be really weird because metroid Dread got most of the votes but there are a lot of people who like you know um uh tales of uh arise and you know there's other like but there wasn't too many votes and i think this be it, it may answer to a very weird thing on our next category but metroid Dread got the best vote for this um and i don't blame it at all metroid dread came out of nowhere to everybody's surprise and i mean people it, it, it was a I think people enjoyed it most of all. It wasn't perfect, but it was possibly one of the best Metroid games we played in a long time. And I love and hate Metroid because I love Samus Aran. I love the Samus character, but I also hate how 
much of a heart-wrenching you know time that this game puts you through but like i said before when i reviewed this this game it was like they put you through it but when you get through it it's very rewarding you you feel rewarded you know coming out of it because you earn extra abilities that makes you even more powerful so when you go through the entire map you feel even more powerful um i i really enjoy it. i love the design of it i just my only beef with it was like give us more direction on the maps you know give us tell us where we need to go next in this case i mean you know allow us to track things down the way it's like they just let you go and go anywhere and everywhere it was a lot of people did question about the old format they wanted something a little bit new but for the most part it was still an awesome game um and it got pretty much the nod for that so i'm glad it did because nintendo just continues to prove that you don't have to have power to be a great game system you just have to make the game powerful you know not graphically but just from a playability standpoint so last two categories to go we're gonna segue over to console game best console games of 2021 and this was weird to me because i think i think the idea here so here we have all right first before i even go there we have out of consoles i put playstation 5 xbox series xs playstation 4 because that's still relevant right now uh nintendo switch uh slash nintendo switch oled and steam all right so i'm not surprised but i kind of am and i think i i think i have an idea as to why this is now as a playstation 5 owner myself i i will recognize the power that the playstation 5 i'm sorry play well i do own a playstation 4 but a playstation 5 as well um as an owner of a playstation 5 and i've had it for a year now it's still a very powerful for uh system it is awesome in every way it, it's beautiful um but it's lacking it is lacking because of the pandemic and the games that we've been waiting for we got to will be coming out this year it didn't come out last year so we didn't have too many games i wasn't gaming as much as i was on the nintendo oled and i say this because playstation 5 got majority of the vote the problem is and i don't think the people who voted that i think the people voted that because they own a playstation 5 but not because of the games that it came out with i think that's the real reason why because i despite the fact that i have a playstation 5 majority of the games that i've been playing were on the nintendo switch oled i can name like about five or six games that i played on the playstation 5 i i played about almost 97 games on a nintendo switch this the, the entire year of 2000 and, and i know this because they gave us a year in review on nintendo and a lot of the games that i played on there and people that i interviewed were from based upon the Nintendo Switch. There was just more games still coming out for the Nintendo Switch. And on top of that, the OLED came out to a monstrous reception. Um, if you guys go back on the TalkTimeLive.com and the blog uh, page where I covered the day one, uh, you know, the day one coverage of uh, Nintendo's release and Metroid, Prime, uh, Metroid Dread's release, a hell of a long line that wrapped around the entire New York block waiting to get into the nintendo store to get that uh, system 
I have the OLED and I love the OLED as much, if not more than the original version, uh, which I am so grateful that I can now retire um, in there because I was always worried about that autograph from uh, Yoshinori Ono on there. But I felt that the Nintendo Switch for the second year in a row for me brought in more gameplay from my just I think I, I can't fathom how many games people were actually playing on the PlayStation 5 from a processing standpoint yeah the PlayStation 5 is dope but when it comes down to it I've I played more PlayStation 4 games on the PlayStation 5 than I have played PlayStation 5 games on here that is not good and we need more i think this year if they come out with the games that they're supposed to be coming out with yeah then i can say like playstation 5 may be better because the games that they're coming out with are guaranteed going to be great um the fast processing the loading time and all that stuff is great if you're if they're voting based upon a hardware standpoint yeah it's going to win but if they're focusing on the overall not only just the hardware part but did they provide great games and great game experiences i think they did but in short doses i think nintendo despite the lack of power that they had still provided way more of a gaming experience for me despite the fact that it's not a 4k experience it's it doesn't have the long you know the fast loading times and all this stuff and you know it, it i thought it was just a better one but you know playstation 5 won once again for another year I don't just I for me I, I don't think it's as deserving this year as it was prior years so I mean we'll see Xbox Series uh X and Series S got 28% of the vote oh PlayStation 5 got 52% of the vote as well um honestly I haven't played an Xbox in quite some long but I am I'm well aware of their game pass and I think because of that, and, and, and here's the thing, there was a, a point where Xbox looked like it was leading in the votes and then people were just like, oh no, that's not happening. I think Xbox may this year be a better lead than PlayStation at the moment because of the Game Pass. The Game Pass allows them to play games that are out now and such. And something that is rumored right now that PlayStation is looking to provide for gamers to do as well because it's been so successful for um the xbox but the game pass is a pretty it's one of the best things that game the xbox and microsoft has done for that system in quite some time so i almost feel like that that is more deserving to get more of a nod this year because of that but the pandemic played a big factor on everybody's progress but i felt like nintendo just came better but they voted for playstation i'm not going to knock it because the PlayStation 5 is a great system. I just think it's based on the hype and the opportunity to get it. And unfortunately, there's still people who are who are still fighting to get this system because the pan, uh, because of the pandemic, they're not producing as many as they wanted to right now. So it may drag on some more situations there. Um, they also had the PlayStation 4, which we got 4%, as well as Steam got 4% of that vote. So uh, we'll, see what, we'll see what PlayStation has for this is i mean 2021 to me wasn't playstation's strongest year at all by any stretch um but we'll see but we also know it's not from the lack of not from the lack of trying in that note last category is best streaming network 
and the categories we have is up is Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, Amazon Video, HBO Max, Funimation, Apple TV Plus, Paramount Plus, Peacock, and YouTube TV. Again, a very strong vote went to Disney Plus, and I was a little scared about this too because I was surprised that HBO Max. I was sort of kind of. I was sort of kind of. Uh, surprised that HBO Max got as much as it did, but then I just remember HBO Max has done their due diligence in making sure that you know during a pandemic that people get to see these movies under the HBO Max banner. I thought that's pretty awesome, so I can see why people would do that. Plus, all these shows that has premiered um, in in specials and everything that that's on that platform, so I see where how they could have done that. You know, we just saw Matrix. And a comforter in our own home, as well as Space Jam and uh, Mortal Kombat and a whole bunch of other movies. So I can see where that comes by. But Disney Plus, with an overwhelming 52%, got to vote because, yo, they came with it. Not only did they come out with these movies, but they spent a lot of money producing these um these TV shows and whatnot. And the content that they have, if you're if you're a Marvel fan. You just can't beat what they provide on this. If if you're a Pixar fan as well, if you're a Simpsons fan, they provide so absolutely so much to the table with Disney. And as a Marvel fan myself, I, I, dude, I never thought I would have this much fandom (laughs) in one spot. Not only do you get these new shows, but you also get the old shows. You also get um, the old you know, cartoons from back in the day and all this other content. And then you, on top of that, you got the Disney classics, uh, content, you got Nash, Nat Geo, you got Pixar, you got star Wars. I mean, the Mandalorian was also played a big factor in this. I'm sure as well. Um, just fantastic. And then, um, bad batch that they had as well from that series, which was awesome too. I, I get it. Like you, ha- and, and that's why I, I kind of see why it kind of upped you know uh, HBO Max because HBO Max not only has the you know the movies that they were giving away for free or for to subscribers but then also later on up the amount for that um they also they also uh provided DC content but the DC content the DC comics and DC films content isn't nowhere up to par as what Disney Plus provides with the Marvel content because the Marvel content is so consistent and strong. So I can see that. Um, No votes for Amazon Video, Funimation, uh, Paramount Plus, Apple Plus, and Peacock. Um, 8% of the votes went to YouTube TV. I'm not exactly sure what YouTube TV provides. The one person I know is... um, a talk show host who you know has youtube tv but he curses it out about it every time uh only four percent for hulu as well like hulu is kind of like disney plus light at this point so i mean just the fact that disney owns hulu as well just brings it in for the rest of the things that it has so i don't understand why that was a pick but that's what it was but disney plus wins for best um best of 2021 in here so there you have it, folks. That was what the ACMG Facebook uh, group has voted on. Uh, I agree. I agree with some. Uh, I agree with most. I have. I have. You know, respect for most of the votes that they have, and 
even the ones that I don't agree with, I do understand why they were voted on. So I'm not mad at it at all. I, they, I mean, there really wasn't a bad pick of, of the bunch, to be honest. Um, it, it wasn't to the point that I was like really scratching my head about, you know? So it, it, it is what it is. But, you know, let's see what happens. Uh, I, I am hoping for, we're going to get more Marvel stuff. Um, I want to see some exciting new games come out, uh, you know, this year. I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to that Forsaken game from Square Enix. Um, some more content. I want to see some new surprises. I, again, with the pandemic going on with this new Omicron virus, you know, hitting. Let's see where this goes. Let's see what we could do. Let's see what, you know, movies we're going to see this year and all the stuff. But I'm ready for it. We we need this to get away from everything that is toxic in, or toxic in the world. So thank you to everybody and anybody who's putting out this content and allowing us to uh, let go and live life in the best way possible and enjoy all this all this content here ladies and gentlemen that will do it for the first episode 301 episode i should say of talk time live i hope you guys enjoyed it uh select star will be back for 2022 as well believe i will be reviewing kana uh which was the one of the only newest games that I got to play on PlayStation 5. So I believe I'll be doing that. There's some other games I will be reviewing too as well coming, I believe, in PlayStation uh, 5 as well. So um, I believe Kana will be first. I believe, did I already, I don't believe I actually reviewed that. I said I was going to review it um, this uh, next week as well yeah life is strange i already did so Kana's next so yeah i'm gonna review that and then i got some other things to talk about as well going on in that world so let's get ready for it all and uh we'll see what's going on in the following weeks but i will say this for 2022 here's what i wish for everybody we've been going through so much crap from like the last four five years and especially 2019 and especially 2020 i would like a request from everybody who's listening right now. I want everybody to stay away from anything that is considered toxic in your life. You don't have to deal with it. You don't have to dwell on it. You don't have to be a part of it. If you feel that somebody is not supporting your, you know, life and your direction, it's easy to stay. And trust me, I'm, I would say this from experience, stay away from anything that's toxic in the world anybody who's trying to you know down you who's trying to put you in you know in a spot especially if you don't deserve it you know just stay away if you got a path that you're going and people not everybody's going to understand that path look for those who will you know let let you know allow those people to you know you know fan your flame if as will smith will put it but more than ever now like i said life is short and just too much going on in the world so if you got a direction go with it be your own supporter, but I also follow those who, you know, align yourself with those who will also support you as well, because with everything going on in this world, you need to be your own strength and you need to find those who will enhance that strength as well. So clear yourself, detox yourself from anything that will come in 2022 and beyond. So I will say that. So thank you again, everybody. Um, again, if you like this episode or any of our episodes of Talk Time Live, you can check our show on TalkTimeLive.com. You can uh, find all of our podcasts here as well as our video uh, interviews. I got new interviews coming up soon. 
stay tuned for that some returning ones and who knows else what i'll be doing this year as well um go to our media page you have our metaverse uh video series and panels virtual panels that i have on here that you could check out if you want something to watch and enjoy especially if you're an anime fan um and much more blogs and all that stuff in there you could just there's so much content on talktomelive.com it'll keep you going and there's always new stuff that will be coming along the way from there if you want to subscribe and download to any of the uh, podcast platforms that are out there right now or anywhere their pocket you can listen to podcasts including spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher pop bean tune in audible pocket cast pandora and of course tumblr as well tumblr still is going through their motions of whatever the hell is going on if you got the tumblr app you can listen easily there's a uh, an, an embedded rendered player on the tumblr app that you can on on um that you can listen to our show in if you're listening if you're you know normally listening on the web there's a a hard link on there that you could click on and it'll just you know it'll still play the actual player but for some reason we're still on the process of them trying to um fix that part because they're trying to fix all these types of bugs right now and i'm just right now i guess i'm in the lower totem pole of that situation so unfortunately that's the way it is for now hopefully things will come about soon and things will change i don't know what they're working on they keep saying that they're working on a whole entire new design uh user uh, interface design so hopefully that will solve all the things in there but you still have the app if you download the app you can um, follow the blog there all of our shows are on there as well so Thank you again, everybody. I really appreciate it. And let's get 2002 going and better than it was ever before. So that'll do it for me, folks. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. We are out of here. Take care. And again, Happy New Year. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.